Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Right, heats the story now, which is maybe unsurprising, but it's quite extreme in Greece, western Turkey, and that breeze, that northerly breeze, isn't a cold one anymore. It's carrying some of the heat across towards the Levant and northern Egypt. Nothing is record-breaking, but it is now steady daytime sunshine and heat. 44 in the middle of Cyprus, for example. Now, that heat extends across to Iraq, of course, 49 or 50 degrees down towards Kuwait and the Gulf states. In fact, there's not much of a breeze to change things. There's a slight hint of an onshore breeze in Doha at 44 degrees, so it'll feel rather more humid, but we've got 50 in Kuwait, and that'll be pretty dry heat extending into the southwest of Iran. The edge of the monsoon flow means that Salala is constantly overcast and with drizzle in the air, and there's a strong wind up the coast of Oman towards the south of Iran and into Karachi, southern Pakistan as well, bringing moisture with it, so a humid feel, occasional outbreaks of lightish rain. Same as the story in Somalia or in Kenya, that is the monsoon wind once again. The big storms are developing in the Ethiopian highlands, they tend to be going further west. If we jump to the south, we're in the middle of winter, so unsurprisingly it's quite cold. We saw the snow, won't be repeated, but we do have cold weather by day and by night, but sunshine to boot. How do states control information? It's controlling the narrative through dominating the media. How does the narrative inform public opinion? An enormous spy balloon. It might not be the most important. Another edition of The Baby Doctor with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. I'm always excited to come your way with relevant information that helps you keep your baby and children hale and hearty. Food is essential to humans. It's the fuel for our bodies. And it's not only that for babies and children. It's much more than that. It's what helps them grow and develop properly. 
that just like fuel for your vehicles, you could either be giving your children too little or just a little too much than they need. There's also an issue of quality. Well, that's why today we are discussing feeding for children on The Baby Doctor. Join Dr. Koi and I. We'll be back soon. When you enter any of our Koi facilities, you will be met by our pleasant front desk offices, where your child will be registered in our system, after which you will be led to the nurse's station. Our competent nurses will triage your child and the needed first aid care will be given when necessary. Your next point will be the consulting room. Our proficient and friendly doctors will examine your child and give the appropriate diagnosis and treatment. From the consulting room, you may require the services of our laboratory, which is managed by highly skilled laboratory scientists, and then to our well-equipped pharmacy. When it becomes necessary to admit your child, you will be nursed in either a general ward or private ward according to your preference. At Coy, we aim at giving you the best, your child's well-being, our passion. that you've taken time to join us today on The Baby Doctor and hope you've been learning a lot so far. I've been joined by Dr. Coy. Uh, you should know her by now if you're a regular on this show, but if not, she's a pediatrician and she's been doing this work for such a long time. She's almost got all the nuggets on her fingertips. And you know here we bring the very best to help us uh, give you the information that will help your children and your babies especially grow really well. Today, we're talking feeding in children. We'll look at complementary feeding. We'll look at eating disorders. There's just so much more that you need to stick and stay for. And uh, let me just welcome Doc at this point. Hello, Doc. It's good to see you. It's good to see you again, <laughs> Benny. Grateful. So you see, um, we've just got some nice stuff here. Doc will get to them um, shortly. But we had a conversation previously mm. about breastfeeding and it was such an insightful one. We've had feedback about people who've been <laughs> teaching others how to breastfeed. And we're talking about men here, not even women. So it shows that we're doing something well. But we're transitioning baby now. It's yes. time to introduce baby to other food besides the breast milk. When is the best time and what is the best way to transition the baby? Okay, thank you, Benis, and welcome to today's edition. I welcome our value clients, yes. And complementary feeding, that's what we call it. When is the best time when baby is six months? I know that now almost every mother knows that exclusive breastfeeding is the, is the, is the gold standard for the first six months. But then after six months, if you continue to do breastfeeding, then you are shortchanging your child. And that is breastfeeding exclusively? Exclusively without... breastfeeding, okay. sorry, because we encourage you to add breast milk till they are two years. But then if you are doing only breast milk, before six months, we say only milk. After six months, 
only milk is not enough. And only milk here means not breast, breast milk plus even formula is still called only milk. Okay. I know now many people think complementary feeding means they should add formula mm -hmm. to, to breast milk mm -hmm. because the baby still doesn't have teeth, so it has to be milk. <laughs> no. Complementary feeding means you are adding family food to milk. Full stop. Right. Family food. Whatever you eat in your home is what your baby is supposed to start tasting and right. eating. And so for complementary feeding, in a nutshell, you are adding family food to your food. And I always share some rules that when you are doing complementary feeding, one, you are training the child to fit in your family. Okay. So what you eat commonly at home is what you want to introduce. If I don't eat blueberries and I choose to teach my child how to eat blueberries and he loves blueberries more than my banana and my papaw and mango, then I am in trouble. Because he will grow up and eat blueberries and nothing else. And so we always introduce the ones that you have easily available first and then you can add on for variety. So that's rule number one. Two, your baby is moving from milk. So the tongue is not used to any spice. Okay. If you, you, you insult the tongue with spices or anything sharp, or anything too sweet, then the sharp ones offend them. So then they, they, they will stop eating it. So many of us will observe that we give our babies the first seven of what we are eating, he'll eat. Second seven, he'll eat. By the third seven, he starts asking for water. And then he doesn't want any more. And more often than not, it's because of the spices in there. Mm. We've, we've kind of maltreated the tank. And so he's associated this whole new thing with the So it's not an exciting experience for the no. child. And right. so subsequently, he's a bit careful mm. on that adventure. So that's the second rule. So the third rule is that he's moving from milk, which is liquid, mm -hmm. to solid. So the texture is important. You have to get a texture that is in between so okay. that the baby can try this new thing without choking. And so that's where we'll talk about texture. And so I have something to show texture for beginners. Okay. And then we will see on our, our picture to what you can move on with. Yes. So texture. And then the fourth important point is that you are supposed to give a balanced meal. And so we are going to learn the food groups that you can select from. I'm not going to prescribe one diet because we come from different backgrounds. And I said that you are training your child for your home. Mm. And so even in Ghana, we have different tribes with different preferences. Yeah. And so we will just talk about the groups. And depending on what is peculiar to your home, you can always select. So we always make sure that we select from the groups. And there's something that the Ghana Health Service has been promoting that makes it easier. We call it the four-star diet. So we'll talk about what the four stars, each star represents. And the aim is that you aim for four. Okay. And the least I will say you can do is to aim for at least three okay. in a seven. And with that, you can be sure that your baby will do fine. Mm. And, and, and the four star is? The four star. One star is the starchy food, the carbohydrates. Okay. And the second star, or star two, is your vegetables and, and, and fruits. That is where the problem is. Yes. <laughs> and the star three 
it's the animal protein mm -hmm. and star four is the legumes that's the beans and the nuts yes so every meal should have these four stars represented so even if you cannot get all represented at least three should present and you realize that if you do two of them there's definitely less protein so you should have protein carbohydrate and vegetable and then the protein should have the animal and the nuts mm. doc okay. um we'll be coming to feeding um younger children but i just want to chip this in so it doesn't escape us when it comes to vegetables uh, for the maybe transitioning group from six to about one and a half years where you want to turn it into a paste or blend it all up. It's easier. But for the toddlers, when you're introducing them to vegetables, a lot of um, caregivers complain, mothers complain that it's difficult. It's, and they say, or they claim, children don't like vegetables. And it's a challenge getting them to like vegetables. The waves were mighty and fierce as could be when my lady and I got lost at sea. We tossed and turned and we nearly drowned when my brave little boat went down. Whoa, 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 no, none of that's true. You haven't had a date in a year or two. The sea was calm and the sky was clear and you crashed right into the pier. Yeah, fine. Accidents don't just happen in sea shanties, so Progressive Boat Insurance has you covered. Take as little as four minutes to see what you can save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms and not available for all boats or in all situations. What, what, what is your uh, advice on how to handle uh, those that particular category of children? Okay. What you can do, which uh, I practiced, and so I know it will work, is you don't really have to force any child to chew vegetables, but you can still put it in the food. So they will acquire the taste. And then what I recommend is when you've blended a good portion of this vegetable in the stew, then you put a few bits of the vegetable so that you continue to encourage the child and to eat on them. One of the challenges is that parents preach one thing and then we practice the other. And so if your child has never seen you eat vegetables, please don't ask that poor child to eat vegetables because you are the role model. And so if all he sees is that you are eating your food without vegetables, and you are saying, eat vegetables, eat vegetables, and there's a disconnect. And by, they see that everybody in this house is eating vegetables. If they don't want to be like mommy, they want to be like daddy. Mm. And so with time, they realize it's okay to eat vegetables, and so they will start eating. They may not like all of them, but you realize that they have one that they like, then you add on and you add on. Mm. So that's my response to that. Right. So, Doc... You've spoken briefly about how to incorporate what we do, um, we, we use locally, or what we eat in the home uh, in, in, in terms of feeding the baby. Do you have any ideas? Because sometimes it's very difficult for, uh, for a lot of mothers try to be creative, try to have more variety for the, ch for the child. So if there's any ideas you share, we'll gladly take them. Okay, so I think um, to answer, we are going to move from six months. Right. And so you ask, how do we transition? Yes. And I gave the broad um, framework. So you start simple. And there's another principle that I go by. Do one unknown at a time with the child. Sometimes we end up shocking their tongue with a whole cocktail of new things. Yes. So for at six months, you can even start with a single grain cereal. Okay. Yes, that is one star. And then I add breast milk. And so if the child likes the taste of the cereal and milk, then I know 
and there's no reaction. I know this child doesn't have a problem with this cereal. So let me use the popular um, Morikoko, which is Kondo. And I must say that it's not a gold standard. If some, child, some children may not like corn or maize, but they like rice, mm -hmm. or they like millet, or they like sugum. They are all cereal. Some you can even do yam porridge. Okay. Okay, yes. And then you add the milk. If she tolerates it because the milk is a constant, I know that the cereal is fine. And adding the milk here means that not as a top-up. You're adding it to the meal. You can mix it with a meal. Okay. So you can do your porridge with the breast milk. Okay. Because that express is the only it. milk. Yes. You express the milk. Because that's the only milk that a child knows. If this child has had formula before, and there is one formula that he's familiar with, you can use that particular formula. Yes. So the child likes the cereal. Then I can pick the cereal, and I want to add on to my stars. And so I can add a fruit to okay. the cereal plus my milk okay. and so i have my protein in the milk i have my cereal in the starch in my cereal and then i have my fruit okay. could be banana any type of fruit it could be mango any fruit at six months everything that you eat that is wholesome is fine even orange is not too acidic for them no after six months they can have orange okay unless it's, it's very acidic okay. but if not they can have orange they can have apples, they can have banana, they can have mango, they can have watermelon, pawpaw. Have I left any fruit out? Pear. They can have all that. Yeah. Yes. And so you can sweeten your, your porridge with it. Let me warn you that we, we don't encourage a lot of salt at that time. Okay. And so you can even do your porridge without salt because there's salt in other areas. So, yes, you can start. And then we've graduated. So the next day I take the same cereal. And then this time I can do chicken, a protein, animal protein. It can be chicken or fish powder. Okay. Yes. And then I add my vegetable, which is, let's say, carrots. And I have three star. Good. If I want, I can add soya bean. So then I have four star. Yes. And the texture should still be in the same porridge. Okay. And so it's supposed to be thick porridge. Should I demonstrate it? And so today I actually brought... A serving of porridge for mothers to have an idea that you don't have to let it be watery and it doesn't need to be liquidy but it's supposed to drop off like this see my porridge is not good okay. so it's soft so as soon as it gets onto the child's tongue it will melt mm. but it's not watery okay so this is the correct texture Okay. For beginners, okay. it's not and, lumpy. And, and doc, should it, should this be? Can I just sample? Yes, and this is the enough portion for a child. Okay. Okay. So. So should it, should it be this consistency after adding the milk? Yes. Okay. But sometimes, if you add breast milk, it may become liquid. Okay. And so you can actually do the porridge with your soya bean or something. Or mm -hmm. actually, once let me tell you a funny story. At home, my baby would just not take anything so okay. husband just gave the porridge and i came home he said then add the breast milk and i was living why do you give my child only single grain cereal and he said just add the milk and it will mix in the tummy okay and so parents <laughs> so all you need is that the, the combination is, should be there at the end of the day yes around the meal time it yeah. should be complete so right it was quite interesting coming mm. from a non-medic but yeah. he, he made a point so i realized that there was no need to make such a fuss and the child preferred one after the other. Not mixed. Not mixed. So 
we did it that way and it worked. So mm -hmm. within the 10, 15 minutes of feeding time, she had her cereal mixed with um, a fruit and then she had her, her milk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so parents, don't beat yourself if the child decides not to go by the, the prescribed formula because we vary. So I was talking about texture. Yeah. So that is the texture so that we should go drop by. off like that. It should drop off. So I would have said it's quite thick. But it looks thick, yes. But that is it. That's and the right. When you put this on the child's tongue, it will just melt. Because this is, is porridge. Mm. Let me add, you don't have to sieve all the, the husk of it. We don't have to sieve it. We just have only the starch left for the child. Mm. So far as it's well milled, you don't have to sieve it. Doc, since we're talking about porridge, I chanced on a story um, where some health officials were raising concerns about fermentation in condo and um, whether or not you should rather use very fermented condo to prepare porridge for children. I don't know whether... Uh, my response is this. Very fermented bites. Very fermented maize bites in the mouth. So mm. I think just a little, a day or two is fine. Okay. Yes. Over fermented... Most of us don't even enjoy eating over fermented They want the kids cereal. to sleep. Well, then you want sugar, <laughs> you want alcohol in there. No, no, it's not necessary. Children sleep well when they are well fed. And so that is one of the things. So we've talked about texture. Mm. And then also, yes, you add one thing after the other. Mm. I was talking about that. So, yes, yeah, so that's how you introduce. And whenever I want to change, I'm not going to do cocoyam. Um, one fine day I wake up, cocoyam, kuntumri. And then I go all for together. goat meat, and then I add beans. It's four star, all right, but none of the four are familiar to the child. If he rejects it, I don't know which of them he doesn't like. And if he reacts, I don't know which of them he's reacting to. And so if I want to bring my palm soup, mm. which is also good, I will use one of the cereals he's used to, and then I add the soup. He takes it, then I know my palm soup is fine. The next time I pick the palm soup, then I vary the cereal. So you can tell that I'm promoting variety Yes. here. And I'm also promoting stepwise introduction of the mm. variety. Mm. So we encourage variety, but you don't want to shock the child's tongue for him to reject it. And so we, because I realize that parents make a mistake. As soon as the child likes one cereal, then that is the child's portion. Favorite. Yes. So morning, afternoon, evening, He's taking because it's easier for the them to feed cereal. the child. Yes, but then it's because many people don't know that other options are also possible. But please, everything you eat is fine. I've given you the groups, and then you will see the picture of the groups. And so, whatever is in the group, when you stand in your kitchen to feed your child, ask yourself, where are my groups, and put them together. And I always tell mothers, when you prepare the food, ask yourself, is it balanced? Is, do I have my carbohydrate? Do I have my protein? Do I have my vegetables? And in my protein, do I have some legumes? Mm. And if they are there, your food is balanced. I must say, rule of thumb, I always say do a third of each. A third and of so, each? Yes. Because I know we Ghanaians like to garnish our food with vegetables and we say we are eating vegetables. So about a, food sh a, a third of the food should be vegetables. Okay. A third should be carbohydrate. A third should be protein. Children need their carbohydrate as bodybuilders, so please ask. Healthy lifestyle, which is only vegetables and fruits, does not apply to children under five. B baby dieting. 
No. <laughs> yes. Mothers. They don't want to have obese children because oh, we are now we are told obesity is becoming a challenge in, in today's world. There are children who are having um, or developing certain conditions because we are overfeeding them, blah, blah, blah. So everybody so, wants yes, to stay safe. I agree. But then they need to grow. Right. And so when we do only fruits and vegetables, then we tip them into poor nutrition or undernutrition. So growing children, for us adults, we are in our maintenance state. So we are trying to stay healthy. We can decide to do whatever combination. But for a young growing child, he needs at least one third of the food as carbohydrate. And then the protein is also the bodybuilders. Mm. He, he's running around. He needs energy. And then the bodybuilders come in. And then the multivice and the fiber will come from the other options. If you don't allow the child to have enough, he will use all his energy to grow. And uh, he will use all his energy to run, and there will be nothing to grow mm. with. And so you realize that they say he's eating, but he's not gaining weight. Yeah. It is because he's being fed all right, but what he's being fed is not adequate. Right. It's not adequate. Okay. So we always want that balance. So at the back of your mind, you know that you need all these four. If one meal is not able to meet all the four and can meet at least three, plan that a snack will we'll meet that. If you just joined us on The Baby Doctor today, we're looking at feeding in children and we, we are looking at feeding in the transitioning group that's right from six months going upward, toddlers, would even delve a bit into older children. But Doc, there's another issue about the portions. What is the right portion to serve my child? And what is, what is the permitted quantity I should not go beyond? Okay, I'm sure you can see I'm smiling so broad. <laughs> it's because half of the problems with overeating and obesity comes from the portions we feed our children. Yes. And so for new mothers, let's know that a new baby who is transitioning from six months, we expect the child to have only three tablespoons of food at a time. This is how big a tablespoon is. Okay? Just three of that Just at three. a time. The baby is done. So if he eats three of this, that comes to about six teaspoons, and he says, I'm full, it's true. Please okay. leave the poor child alone and top up with breast milk. Okay, so this is okay. breakfast, lunch, yes. supper you're looking at. So or at each meal one, time. At each at meal each time. Meal time okay. Three teaspoons. Three, three tablespoons should be marked. the average. Okay. Some children love their food. If the child wants more, please serve the child. Like if the child is spitting it up, but don't, don't squeeze the child in your armpit and, and shove the rest down her throat or his throat as if you are trying to make sure he's full. That is why, that's how we end up putting them off feeding. Okay. okay. So subsequently, he sees you coming with a bowl and he starts crying mm -hmm. because he knows here comes torture time. Okay. But initially, most of the time, the first two, they are laughing and then they taste and then they start spitting some out and then you, you make a face, you laugh and then you feed again and he will take. So... Yes, and then when they are seven, nine months going, six, nine months, they are supposed to be having half a, half a, half a cup. Okay. So this but is okay for a cereal for a child who is six plus. Okay. If he, she, he or she will eat this much, he's had more than enough. Okay. Okay, even to one year. Okay. And so this my, this my, this my blue bowl is just, it's like a whole cup. Mm. And so half of this is okay. Okay. Okay? Yes. So if a child is eating a third of this, please don't panic. 
don't think your child is not eating enough. Okay. He's eating enough. And I think that will answer the portions because we push so much. We want them to eat a bowl this big at a feeding time. Is that enough for a three-year-old or is it too much? It's too much because after, after two, they slow down eating. So the fact that he was eating this much at one doesn't mean at three years. He should eat three times this. Okay. You are not being fair. Consistency is different. The food is thicker, so the portion you eat goes down. And see how much weight a child gains in the first year and how much he's supposed to gain the second year. But, Doc, you just said that if the child wants more. I mean, there's some, so this is the average, but there are some who have quite a large appetite, so you want to give them more. Should we be feeding on demand? So even if a toddler says, I want more of my banku, or I want more of the fufu, and they, they, they want it, should we be encouraging that or we should stick to the sizes when we know that this should averagely be enough for a child? I think we should manage the portions because you don't want the child to be overweight. But then, for example, for a newborn from 6 to 9, they are supposed to eat three puree diets in a day plus a snack if they are breastfeeding. If mom has stopped breastfeeding, then they will have to take an extra meal. So that four times. Four times. Plus so a snack. Plus a snack. Plus two snacks. Okay. Between six and nine, they take four plus. So between six, yeah. So from nine to eight, uh, nine to 12, I'm sorry, they will take three meals plus two snacks. Mm. If, I think, from, from six months, uh, from yeah. six months to seven, normally you do um, three meals, Okay. When the child has settled and wants to eat, you can do three to four servings. Mind you, we are talking about three spoons or four. Yes, so we give them the variety so that they get the different food groups in small portions. Well, their stomach is small. Mm. And then from 9 to 12, they can have three whole meals and, um, and, and two snacks. From 12 to, 12 to 24, that's after 12, after 12, Man, after 12 months, that's after one year, you need not feed a child four times in a day. Okay. She can have three whole meals and two yeah, snacks. snacks in between. Yes, so normally the, ev the late evening me meals can go away mm. because then you are encouraging the child to be overweight. Right. Yes, so the, these are the portions. Mm. When we talk about portions for a child, if you are having a good mix of your vegetables and your... Legumes and your protein and the carbohydrate, then you are not too worried because the portions correct themselves. When you have a lot of fiber, you don't get hungry that often, mm. and so there's a limit to how much you gobble down. And then also, if we are staggering the meals, like that, every two to three hours, the child gets something in the stomach. Because I was talking about three to four times a day plus two snacks, so what it means is that. She takes breakfast, there's a snack, mm -hmm. then by lunch, if you've had a snack, you won't be I'm famished. So hungry. Yes. Mm. And then between lunch and dinner, there's a snack. My snacks here could be fruits. Okay. She could have a, he, could, he or she could have a banana. An apple. Yes, an orange or watermelon chopped. Or if he's younger, you blend it. So if he's under nine, you have to blend it. So it makes it easier. And... To address, I think we've, we've missed the point, they need water after yes. six months. I was going to ask that. Yes. So 
what is the portion of water at every stage? My for? rule is that water before and after. Okay. Let a child drink before the meal starts. Wouldn't that make them, you know, failed? Wouldn't that reduce the capacity they can have for a proper meal? It can, but breast milk has 80% water when you start. <laughs> right. And so, for some who love water, yes. Others who don't really like water too, you get them to drink a little. Right. Yes. So, when a child is hungry, he will never fill his tummy with water. Very few children would do that. Yes. So, he takes, of course, if you think he's taking about 50 mils of water, that's too much. Mm. You can take the cup off and then let him start eating. Doc, let me ask this about the portions. When you read about dieting or when we study in school about food nutrition usually you're told that all oh, based on the type of work you do and the gender you belong to you're most likely men are most likely to eat more than women does that translate in children as well do you have boys having larger appetites than girls i think it's personality okay yes yeah, so it's not a one size fit all some girls have large appetite you're right. And some boys are picky eaters. And so it doesn't really matter. I think it depends on the child. Mm. And also sometimes how much, how much energy that child expends will influence how much the child eats. Some are very active and boisterous. So when they sit to eat, they eat a lot. Mm. And then also sometimes the, the environment and the circumstances surrounding the feeding. If feeding is not fun, children don't tend to eat much. Okay, and so we also have to remember that we have to make feeding fun. How do we make feeding fun? The food should be colorful. Mm. Yes, the bowl can be interesting. So there's nothing like a bland food, and we mm. like doing that too much. We are eating colorful food, and then we give this child a pale looking cereal, and we think the child should be okay. No. And then also, we should allow them to make a mess. That's one of the mistakes we make. We've held the two hands and we are feeding them. Let the child put his hand in the food if he wants to. And put, try putting some in his mouth. You put some in his hair. Put some on your dress. And that's not when you scream and say, you've messed my dress. With that facial expression, you put the child off. So he should see you laughing. He should see you smiling. And so we have to factor the timing. And he's in no hurry. You are in a hurry. He, he doesn't know this your tight shadow. <laughs> and so we should be aware of that when we are feeding children because they look at for, for cues from our face. And when you are all stressed up, shoving food down his throat, he doesn't look forward to the next feeding time. And that's one of the things we miss. Mm. If we are busy on our phone and we are feeding the child, you are not engaging. He's not likely to eat much. Likewise, if our house helps are also doing the same. They are on their phone and shoving food down there. So if he's hungry, he will take a few just to kill the hunger pangs. But when he's done, you are not engaging. So he may not have much. Mm. And I must add that for any child after breastfeeding, if you are available after feeding the complementary feeds, please add breast milk if you are available. If you are available, let the child drink to add up so that he will be properly full. In between, if you are not there and you want a snack to be milk, fine. Mm. You can do that or you can do milk plus a fruit. Okay, yeah. So I think when we make it fun, then they eat. And if we don't want your child to overeat, you ask about overeating. Mm. 
we should also stop encouraging them to eat more when they are growing because we train the tummy. When they start eating, they eat for, they stop, eat two for auntie, eat two for grandma, eat two for the dog, eat two for the cat. By the time we are done, we have overfed the child. So the tummy learns stretches. To, yes. So when he's two years, don't come and tell him to slow, to down. slow down because you taught him how to eat when he was one. You did a good job of it. And so now he's showing off his acquired skills. Mm. Yes. And so then you have to manage. But even in that situation, you can also increase the vegetables and fiber. And mm. that will reduce how much calories mm. he's taking. But I must warn you that if he's not putting on too much weight, let him eat to his full and drink water. That means he needs that much energy. Right. Yes, so it's, it's individual. Mm. Interesting. Uh, th there's a lot more to discuss. You've heard Doc use the expression, if the child reacts. She'll be telling us what exactly she means by that and how to look out for allergies in children. Uh, we'll be treating that subject on a, on, on, a, on a later date in full, but since we're talking about feeding, it's important we highlight these things. We'll also uh, be talking about if there is anything to not feed our children, if there's any such thing. So do stay with us. We'll be back with more. When you enter any of our COI facilities, you will be met by our pleasant front desk offices, where your child will be registered in our system, after which you will be led to the nurse's station. Our competent nurses will charge your child and the needed first aid care will be given when necessary. Your next point will be the consulting room. Our proficient and friendly doctors will examine your child and give the appropriate diagnosis and treatment. From the consulting room, you may require the services of our laboratory, which is managed by highly skilled laboratory scientists, and then to our well-equipped pharmacy. When it becomes necessary to admit your child, you will be nursed in either our general ward or private ward according to your preference. At call, we aim at giving you the best, your child's well-being, our passion. Thank you so much for staying on The Baby Doctor with me, Bernice Abubedolan. So today, we are talking about feeding in children, and Dr. Koi is giving us very important information. Um, you may have heard her say, especially when you are introducing your baby to solids, to look out for reactions. She'll be telling us exactly what she means by that, Doc. So you're looking at children eating, they're reacting. Does it mean a simple spit-up? What exactly do you mean when you say we should look out for reactions? Okay, so reactions vary. And one, you may see a rash on the body, and so you realize that after feeding, maybe two hours later, you see this fine rash on the body or red, red patches on the body, then that's a sign of a reaction. Yes. Sometimes you see that a child begins to vomit. He vomits out the food. Or Not other a times, spit up. 
Not this is actual wretched, like he a everything proper vomit. Out. Yes, after he's fed, then he pours everything back. And then in some instances, too, you see the child begins to have diarrhea. So he's having watery stools, watery stools, watery stools. And so that could also be a sign of, um, of an allergic reaction. Yes, and interestingly, you observe that consistently for some children, he begins to reject a particular food. You realize that the food that gave him the rice, the next time he's not keen on, on, on eating it. So these are some of the initial signs mm. of an allergic reaction. To the food, or sometimes you see swellings. The face can go get swollen. A few times you see that their mouth will get swollen, or the limbs are swollen, or the tongue it's swollen. But you see an unusual mm. reaction. A few times you see the child gets very fussy, crying, rubbing the skin, and then after a while you see some rashes. So these are some of the signs that the child is reacting to whatever he's taking in, and that is why we encourage one at a time introduction variety is extremely important but then you should do it one after the other so that when there's a reaction you can easily you have tell. an idea what could be the likely the likely culprit mm. yes so and, and and doc should we be treating this as a one timer or you may want to see it maybe two or three times before you say this is a reaction or once it presents you should know if there is an obvious rash, it's likely to be an allergic reaction. But then I must say that if there is a rash, you can let it slide and we can reintroduce that food maybe in two weeks' time or a week's time to see whether the same rash will appear. Because it could also be coincidental. Okay. Yeah, so I know sometimes we want to convince ourselves that um, this, this actually is a reaction. Is a reaction. Yeah, so... That's what we will advise. Mm. But what about the swellings? Are those, are, are those ones uh, symptoms that you can play with? Or once you see a swelling, that's a no-go area. Oh, if the whole face is swollen enough for you to go to hospital, then it's a no-go area. Yes. But if you are not sure, that's when you try again. Yes. But then if you saw an obvious reaction, the whole mouth was swollen, you had to go to hospital, and you knew it was this particular thing you introduced, then please take it out. When he's much older, you can try, but not when he's still a baby. Okay. Yes, but then, yeah, so that's what I, I, I will say. Very important information yes. here. I, I see that in this part of our world, we don't treat allergies as serious as it is in other parts of the world. So, yes, uh, <laughs> and that's the thing, because in other places, a lot of people die from allergies, and so you may just want to pay attention to that. Doc, but then you don't want... You don't want a bad reaction. Yes. And so let's not um, ignore the little, the, the, the little warning signs. Yeah, there's no wisdom in waiting for the big one. Yeah. Yes. Very so that's important. What I'll say. Okay, Doc. So now let's talk about foods that we should avoid giving our children. You spoke about salt at an early stage, and, and that's one thing that um, when you look at foods from other parts of the world that are already packaged in a jar, it's in the actually right. There's no salt in it. Um, and so I see that it is something that must be paid attention to. But when it comes to sugary products, it comes to even what we call the natural juices, I mean, what are the things we should be avoiding? Let's start from the transitioning group up to toddlers and then we can go to um, okay. older children. Yes. Um, what we should avoid and maybe because you talked about packaged food, let me put in a caution. There is no food on the shelf which is superior to homemade food. 
Okay. Whenever the food is processed and preserved, something is taken out. And so, as new mothers, um, let's strive to create similar texture at home. And mind you, whoever prepared that food didn't have your family setting in mind. And so may not have adapted it. So if you are busy teaching your child in Ghana, maybe more to eat broccoli and, and, and pumpkins. And, and and pumpkins. It, 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 it's, it's nutritious, yes. But then do you eat pumpkins and broccoli every day at home? Yes, fine, then continue. If no, then what you find in the broccoli, which is a green vegetable, you see in all the other green vegetables in Ghana. Contumery. yes. And so contumery is as expensive abroad as, 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 as broccoli <laughs> and spinach are expensive in Ghana. And so that is it. So if you are here, eat what is available and it's less expensive so that it is sustainable. Mm. And then you are not going to ration the portion because the child will grow and will not be eating one little finger of the of the broccoli of the broccoli <laughs> you will start eating a whole bunch so please budget for that when you are Exotic introducing feeding. your when you are introducing and making your choices mm. yes yeah, so that's what i'll say what do we avoid for a child a child under under one um please salty food is out any food any snack even if it's crackers and it's salty you should avoid it sugar Avoided any sugary food, the sugary cereals should be avoided. Yes, anything that you have to add, add, it, add sugar to, if possible, avoid it. And then, honey a child under one should not have honey as food. I know sometimes when children are coughing, we use honey and warm water as medicine that is medicinal. And that one, after two, three days, we stop. But then, honey as food under one, we don't recommend. Fruit juices from concentrate, avoid them. Yes, all these juices from concentrate, you may want to um, avoid them. And then spices. Avoid spices. I told you it offends their tongue. And Ghanaians love to do a little of something. And I always tell them, a little of nothing. Not a little ginger, not a little garlic, not a little pepper, small green pepper, <laughs> little of nothing. This is for transitioning. Six for to transition. one, after six one year. year. You can do your little of something. Okay. Because by then, the child has acquired the taste. I must tell you, you train taste buds in the first year of life. So if you give all these cereals, waiting that when the teeth erupt at one year, that's when you bring the watchy and other things. Other you are late. You will have to teach them how to eat in the texture that they can eat it. So that they so, acquire so, the taste. So let's be a little more practical here. So for Banku and Okru... You're telling me a six-month-old can have banku and okro. You can try it, yes. So, but it must be... It should be like textured. Puree. My porridge here is banku. You're right. It's cocoa. But banku is the, same, is the same maize base. Yeah. And so what I would do for a transitioning child is to add my soup, okay. which has my vegetable and protein, right. and maybe my legume mm. to the soup. So the cocoa texture the child is, the cereal... Is maize with my soup. So I've taught the child how to eat banku. Okay. With soup, be it granite soup, be it palm nut soup, be it kotumri soup, be it garden egg soup. And so the child has acquired the taste of banku. Okay. It is the texture of the round, round balls that I will bring in when Later. he's nine months. And then by one year, he should be able to eat my banku the way I eat it. Okay. Okay. Some delay a bit, but he still have the taste. So the key thing is to make sure that 
all the tastes in your food except the spices mm. and the sharp ones are introduced early. Otherwise, you get into a lot of trouble when they are one year plus. Mm. Okay, yes. Yeah. So these are the foods. And then, yes, so processed food we should avoid. Processed meat, sausages and things should be avoided in children. Yes. Okay. You are better off going for the, 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 actual. the, 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 the raw, yes, the actual raw meat. And then half-cooked food should also be avoided. So you cannot be giving the child half-cooked egg or half-cooked meat, no. No, because there are some germs that the child's tummy cannot handle. And so those are things that we want to avoid in children under one. And then, of course, nuts, whole nuts. Please, the peanut butter is fine, but please, you can't give the child the peanut to, to chew. And then for toddlers, one year and above, yes, one year up to five, avoid the whole nuts because it can choke the child. Avoid the snacks which are um, salty and then um, or sugary. And so the pastries should not be so laden with fat and things here. So yes, once in a while they can have their bread, but they shouldn't just go on pastries where a lot of trans fat. Every day. Yes, sausages and then... The, the, one the, to five? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. You should go slow on those things because okay. there are a lot of... That's where your obesity becomes your problem. Mm. But interestingly, we allow them to snack a lot. Saying that the child won't say the child was, the child will cry. Pizza. Pizza. Mm, so if you look at it, if you are doing it and you are controlling the portions and you are making sure it's healthy things on there, it's I fine. don't have a problem. Because your vegetable will be there. Mm. Your protein, you've gone for minced meat or minced chicken. That's it. But when you are doing pepperoni and sausage, and it's just um, with a big slice of crust and then um, ketchup sitting on it. Well, look at the stars you have, you have achieved. And then a lot of trans fat, mm. which was not in the, in the stars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's what we should avoid in these children. We should control their portions and then also give them a scheduled feeding time. We don't do well as parents when it comes to that. So we allow them. When children are hungry, they snack on what is available. So please don't put all the snacks which are not healthy at their disposal. Then by the time it's meal time, they are full. Mm. And so you hear them saying that when he comes to he doesn't want to eat. When he goes to school, he <laughs> He's eats. eating. It's the same stomach. Yeah. It's the same taste buds. But because there's structure. Discipline. There's discipline. So and when he comes home from the car, he's snacked. He gets down. He gets so He gets a slice of... Um, whatever with as another snack waiting for dinner. So by 7 p.m. when your dinner is ready, he's full. If you made dinner available on arrival, he would have eaten the dinner. Mm. Yes, and That's then you don't have to deal with it. The snacks, where the fat and the grainy weight sits. Mm. Okay. So it's, yeah. uh, it's a very interesting conversation we are having today. Uh, but Doc, we, we have spoken at length about not forcing children, take one for mommy, don't take one for grandma, all those things we do just to make it exciting for children to eat. But what constitutes abnormal eating behavior or eating disorders in children? What should we, what should be that flag we are looking out for? Say, this, this is not normal behavior and we should be, we should be you know, paying attention to that child. Okay, yeah. Of course, I think if the child is refusing every food, it's not normal. Because from all that I've said, I'm always talking about he will eat at least this portion of it. Yes. So that is one thing that you will consider a red flag. 
if he was eating and suddenly he stopped eating everything, it may be because the child is not well. Okay. He only have a fever, but he will stop eating. Or he's not gaining weight as he should. Those are flags. Also, children pick at everything. We know. He meets this thing. Even if it's not food, he meets an object on the floor. That is for under two. After two years, if you see the child picking everything and putting them up, it's not normal. Okay. That is also a red flag. So under two, it's okay to see the child pick a piece of wood and, and Everything goes to the mouth. Everything goes to the mouth. That is fine. After two, we call it picker. That is a sign of illness. Okay. And so that you should do something about, yes. Then as they grow older, when they are getting to their preteens, or around the teens, if they, are, they start dieting so much, every time they are looking for an opportunity to diet, that is also an abnormal eating behavior. And then also because eating everything inside, as you were saying, he's eating and eating food is his friend. He, he finds comfort with food. Every, he, every time you hear him fighting, it's about food. That's also an abnormal eating behavior. Yes. And if the child is also vomiting whatever he eats out after eating because maybe you're asking him to eat healthy food and he's adamant, that is also an abnormal eating behavior. Yeah. If he's always sneaking to pick things that In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I think for teenage boys, it is not an abnormal behavior. <laughs> but for, <laughs> for teenage boys, it is not an abnormal behavior. Okay. But for younger children, if whenever, and especially when they are having weight issues, then you know that it's an abnormal behavior. Mm. Doc, are there ways we could remedy this at home or we need to see or consult a doctor? Um, I think when it gets to the abnormal state, then you need to see your doctor because there are different reasons. You know, I was talking about it could be a sign of disease. Mm, mm. Which disease you wouldn't know at home. And so you would want to consult your doctor for help. But if it is because you have trained the stomach to eat, then you can manage that at home. But most of the abnormal eating behaviors needs additional help. Needs additional help. Needs additional help. Interesting. So you've heard it all from Dr. Coy. And like I told you, she has years of experience in taking care of babies. She loves children, actually. So right from babies up until 18, she's got you sorted. And uh, you can find Dr. Coy in Tema, she has two locations, right? Yes. Koi Pediatrics? Yes, Koi Pediatrics. We have Koi at 6, that is at Community 6, mm. and Koi at 25, that's Community 25. Right. Yes, and, and we are open 24-7. Yes, okay. even on holidays we work, and so you don't need to worry. Even if you can't get us on phone, just drive there, mm. and you'll be sorted out. Right. Yeah. So that's Dr. Koi for you, and today we've been talking about eating or feeding in children and we've touched on eating disorders we've spoken about the right portions please pay attention like doc said what you train a child with is what they grow up with so if you're training your child to eat 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 they grow up with such a large appetite and you may not be able to control it later in life also give them what is closest to them not go not what is common elsewhere so that you're struggling to you know catch up when they grow and they want larger portions of that meal we introduced them to. Dr. Koi has been sharing some really fantastic ideas with us when it comes to feeding and sourcing local ingredients. A lot of ideas she shared with us. We'll be back to wrap up the conversation. Just go for our tidbits. We'll be back.
Hello, do you have any questions for your baby doctor? Send a video or text to 0557-456-211. Would love to hear from you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your company here on The Baby Doctor. So I'm wrapping up my conversation with Dr. Koi. Doc, you've really shared wonderful, wonderful ideas with us. And I love it when we talk about food, especially for children, because it's what drives them. It's what keeps them going. And importantly, you don't want to forget about the four star, right? Because that's what guides you. It's a, it's a guide and it helps you to ensure that you're giving your child what they need. Because beyond eating for fun, there is important work for the food to do so you make sure that you're providing the best doc so uh, finally important information for us to know when it comes to feeding in children good i think um for for for, for our listeners we should always remember that variety is the word the more options you give the more likely you would make sure all the nutrients the child needs the child gets and so let's not shy away from variety the key thing is to make sure that the texture is right. Also, children vary. So as you feed your child, you should take cues from the child and know what method works best for your child. Some will be running around and eating, or moving around and eating, and some will just need to have the toy in front of them and they will sit to eat. So as you do it for a while, both parent and child get to settle on what works. And I must tell parents that children, as they grow, reduce how much they eat until they get to adolescence. I, we get a lot of mothers concerned that one, he was eating this bowl, and at two, he doesn't even want to eat more. Yes, because at one, if under one, they gain like seven kilos in a year. Mm. After that, they are supposed to gain two kilos every year. Okay. And so please, when your child is 10 kilos at one, he should be 12 kilos at two, and then 14 kilos at three, and 16 at, at four. So please don't ask your two-year-old to be 20 kilos then you are pushing him to obesity. So that's what I want to tell parents that. It's okay when the child says he's full at two years, he knows when he's full. If he's not eating even one and he says he's full, we know that is not true. But then when he's had about 10 spoons and he says he's full, it's true. Mm. Allow him to be. And if he's gaining weight well, then you know you are doing well. And so the more healthy food options you put at home, the more likely that the child will not depart from it when he grows. And be good role models. If you are eating junk food, please don't tell the child to eat healthy. You are the number one role model and they will learn from you. Thank I you. like that, Doc. Before I let you go, though, this question just came to mind. If there's a parent who's watching us who has allowed the bad habits to fester and they want to reverse them. So say, um, with the portion you showed us, that being, if a three-year-old <laughs> is eating two portions of that for rice, yes. rice and maybe egg stew, okay. and you want to reverse it, how do you do that? Briefly, please. One, you negotiate. And two, it's difficult to diet a child. So what I recommend you do is that you increase the fiber. Okay. and reduce the calories because the carbohydrates will give so much energy and at that stage he doesn't need that much so the same and then i insist that you drink water a glass of or a cup of water before you start eating okay. and then you can give the child half what he used to eat and when he's done he will come back for more of course still more than the the cups, the, the cups. and then i'll let you drink water in between and then i give you a quarter of what i should have given by the time he's done with the second serving, 
the child would be four mm. because it takes time to be four. And so if you slow the eating down, he would, and with time you train the tummy. To now reduce. To reduce, yes. Wow. So. If you're still at a loss on how to do this, you can ask Dr. Koi for help. She's always available. You can find her in Tema Rides, Doc, yes. at Koi Pediatrics, yes. Community 6 and Community yes, and, 25. And 25, yes. Right. Mm. And it's open 24-7. And there's always a doctor there to answer your questions. And so you can get our contact online and also directions online. We are on Google Map and everywhere. So. Yeah. So, I mean, this is as simple as it is. Koi is C-O-Y, so Koi Pediatrics. And just give Dr. Koi a call, and she definitely will help you. I know she will. She's good at what she does, and that's why she's here on The Baby Doctor. Well, that's how we end today's edition of The Baby Doctor. We've been talking about feeding and children. If you missed any part of this conversation, please, you can catch a repeat. We'll be telling you when. And um, also, you can get onto our YouTube channel, My Joy Online, and watch this episode again you can share the link it's important let the knowledge spread if you if you couldn't catch up with earlier episodes you can also find it on my joy online tv i'm bernice abubedulansa before i go though let me say a very big thank you to azel vogue for clothing me very beautiful dress i've got here azel vogue is on instagram or you can call azel on zero two four four one five five Two six six zero two four four one five five two six six. Tell her you saw me on the baby doctor. She would clothe you for all your occasions. She's got very beautiful designs. Just go check her out on Instagram, and you know what I'm talking about. Also, a big thank you to Think Media, where I'm bringing you this program from. Think Media is your creative expert. Anything you need on event organization, event planning, just find Think Media, and you will be sorted. Thank you once again for joining me on this episode of the Baby Doctor. Stay blessed until we meet again next time. presents picture this you're getting together with all your best friends now picture all your best friends are actually the delicious ingredients of the new cake batter cookie dough blizzard that's dq soft serve cake batter flavor confetti cookie dough pieces and dq signature sprinkles oh hey it sounds like you got some pretty sweet friends and that's worth queuing the confetti cookie dough (laughs) the flavor party isn't gonna last forever so hurry in and get your cake batter fix today only at dq happy tastes good We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation.
focus. Uh, oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. For the ultimate in entertainment, switch on now. Are you feeling what I'm feeling? Yes! Because DSTV is going to make you with something for everyone. Switch on a world of action and comedy, reality, drama. Keep playing now with the DSTV app and catch up. I got you, girl. Get the My DSTV app to get or stay connected. Switch on a world of... Wow. Wow. <laughs> and switch on now with DSTV. Hi. Now let me share my wild life experience with you at Safari Valley oh, yeah, Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time, our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat and disturb the animals. We saw zebras, sable antelope, brown prey, mala, silver chicken, alas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals are just getting Our tour guides taught us so much about the wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this prize for adults? This prize for teenagers. It's a bargain. Sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It's been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. I'm Ellen Whitopoku, a native of Businya in the Nkransan North District of the Bulu East region. I am currently working for the municipal. Directorate of the Ghana Education Service as the Girls Education Officer and a School Improvement Support Officer for the Kenten Circuit. As a professional teacher, an educationist, and a sexual and gender-based advocate, um, I'm moved by having the Sustainable Development Goals into perspective. And so I have taken it upon myself to show love to people in the rural areas. And so I do a lot of rural engagement in the various communities in Tichman municipality. I sacrifice a lot of, of my time during weekends to meet mothers and adolescents especially. I try as much as possible to 
get sanitary pad for my girls. You know, the sanitary pad is something very important. Without it, it would be very difficult. Uh, there were instances where some of our girls had to skip school because of sanitary pad. You know what I is like, and so I was able to fix a borehole that was faulty. But then, because of the love I have for um, the students, especially, and I try to provide food for some of my needy girls during holidays. Well, I believe strongly that every child or every adolescent girl or boy has goals and objectives set for him or herself, and so helping them overcome whatever challenges they are facing or whatever challenges they go through at the end of the day they'll be able to excel in whatever they are doing to achieve whatever goals and objectives they have set and will be able to contribute to the economic growth of ghana and that is what moves me to do what i do i, I have been doing this for more than 10 years now i remember when i was posted to Chiobodom, that was where i was first posted to after training college and so when I was posted to Chiobodom, um, I started helping my girls who were vulnerable. So indirectly, I can say I have um, touched thousands of lives. But directly, I can confidently say that I have touched about 60 to 70 lives. Uh, thanks to Joy News um, for this great initiative. To me, Joy Impact Makers Award is something, um, to me, is a, a great initiative that will go a long way to inspire a lot of young, talented people, to inspire a lot of people making impact in the society. Who am I, an ordinary teacher? But here I, I am today, granting an interview to join us, all because of um, the impact I am making in my community. Crystal clear and thrilling podcasts and live shows, download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM. Live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM. Or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, Say Alexa.
Ask Multimedia Gutter to browse programs. On air. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. In partnership with National Theatre and Joy FM, Roverman Productions present I Like What You Like, an original Ebo White play. Hey, Chrissy Trumpet, what kind of misfortune follows you that when your rich auntie dies, the only thing she leaves you is her ashes? Boy, my friend, you are not going to keep this in this household. Hmm. Go and put it outside the gates. You can stay with it and regard it as way keeping. Oh, or you can use it for tea. You only earn is your share. Well, his auntie named him a sole beneficiary to her estate. <clears throat> I'm his wife. May I know how much it's worth? I'm um, roughly a uh, $350 million. What? Uh, I like what I you like. That. Shows at the National Theatre on July 7th, 8th, 9th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. One show on Friday at 7pm. Two shows on Saturdays at 4pm and 8pm. Three shows on Sundays at 1pm, 4pm, and 8pm. You can buy tickets at a cool 150 Ghana cities via short code star365 star535 hash. And all the usual outlets sponsored by Ebony Condoms, Gino, GCB, and M Notify. Roverman Productions. Be the di- In 1992, the Kwame Nkuma Memorial Park and Mausoleum was built and opened to the general public. The idea was to give a befitting laying place for the Prime Minister and the First President of the Republic of Ghana, Osajifo Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Since 1992, history tells us that this place has not seen any major renovation since it was constructed. In July 2022, the Tourism Minister, Dr. Mohammed Ibrahim Awal, cut short here for the reconstruction and redevelopment of this place. That project was supposed to end or to be completed in April 2023. Today, July 4, 2023, the seat of government, the President Nanado Dankwa Kufuado, members of the diplomatic corps, including diplomats from various countries across the African continent, have converged here to witness the commissioning of the redeveloped and rebuilt Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park and Mausoleum. Before today, the deterioration of the Kwame Nkrumah Mausoleum was evident in the peeling paint, non-functioning water fountains, deplorable roads, dead lawns, and neglected surroundings. This left it in a state unbefitting of the status of the man the park was named after. The contrast between the decaying state of the mausoleum and the towering image of Nkrumah was a disheartening sight for both locals and visitors. The park, once made by neglect and decay, now shines as a beacon of pride and remembrance. The government's renovation efforts have rejuvenated the site, breathing new life into the architecture, surroundings, and exhibits. Deputy Minister for Tourism at the time of the construction of the park, Professor Esi Sutherland, tells me the idea behind the museum. Well, we will find out if it's on course when we actually um, operationalize it. It's in the operationalization. It is in making sure that the guides are well trained. It is making sure that the place is maintained and so on. And it's really going to be a test 
of us as Ghanaians um, to try for you know to maintain this this facility um, and and also to make sure that the people who work here are very very certain of the reason why this place is here it's not just a tourism site it's an inspirational site and as Miss um, uh, Samia Nkrumah was saying you know we are custodians of of the soul of the Pan-African world and we really need to continue to make sure that um, we keep that going you you know it's our responsibility yes after 30 years of no major renovations the government cut sold in july 2022 for the redevelopment of the park the park after completion now has a presidential library Kwame Nkrumah history library a restaurant a vip lounge including a facelift of the tomb what you see here is the tomb of Osajifu Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, where he has been laying since 1992. Uh, we will go inside there and see what kind of work has been done to the tomb since there have been complaints of the deteriorating nature of it. Come, let's journey inside and see what has happened there. The place is barricaded with this rope-like structure cording off people from having access to the inner perimeter of his tomb. Now, what is written on this is Osajifo Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, 1909-1972, to first Prime Minister and President of the Republic of Ghana, a great Pan-Africanist. That is what... The inscription embedded on the tomb of Osajifo Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. And this is where he has been laying since 1992, serving as the sacred place of his resting. Speaking at the commissioning of the project, country director of the World Bank, Pierre-Frank Laporte, said the $3 million World Bank-assisted reconstruction project is part of the World Bank's $40 million commitment to improving Ghana's tourism industry. This $40 million five-year project has positioned the tourism and hospitality sectors as key drivers of social and economic development in Ghana. The project supports improved tourism products and services provision and upgrading skills in the labor force in the tourism, arts, and culture sector. The project has now disbursed $20 million in grants, and procurement is underway for disbursement of the additional $20 million over the next 12 months. President Akufado has in his address urged the tourism ministry and other stakeholders to reposition the facility to attract more tourists to the country. He said the redeveloped mausoleum stands a testament of the government's commitment to preserving Ghana's rich heritage and honoring the legacy of one of Africa's foremost leaders. As the outstanding Pan-Africanist of his generation, the burial site of Dr. Nkrumah must be appropriate to his status and exceptional contribution to the liberation of Africa from colonialism and imperialism. The Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park, which attracted some 90,000 visitors annually before the renovation, is now expected to attract over 1 million tourists annually. 
I'm charging the Ministry of Arts, of Tourism, Arts and Culture and its agencies to devise effective marketing and promotional strategies to achieve the target of one million domestic and international t- tourist visitations to the park. The revitalization of the Kwame Nkrumah Museum brings forth significant economic and cultural benefits. Finance Minister Ken Oforiata indicates that the development of major tourist sites will help improve the tourism sector's contribution to Ghana's total GDP. This is a dream of our President Nana Kufuado for Ghana, which Mr. Wal is executing with speed, with excellence, and a sense of urgency. We at the Ministry of Finance will continue to be creative to find resources to achieve a 5 million tourist target, 10% of GDP in the next five years. But can this target be achieved? Professor Kobi Mensah is convener for Destination Legon Tourism Marketing Exhibition Project and a political marketing strategies. Given the responses that we've had since Panafest time, you know, up to the, now the year of return and now beyond the return, I have no doubt that, you know, such an edifice would really tap into, you know, the huge Pan-African market that is out there. So certainly, uh, although I don't have, you know, the figures to actually ascertain whether it's feasible, but I think that on a face value, absolutely feasible. Uh, because if you look at the crave of the Pan-African market, the African diaspora, on the history of this continent and many other people, I think that certainly is, is, is possible. And again, if you look at the facility, it's a multi-purpose. Uh, which means that it could be used for so many other functions that could really you know, uh, bring in those revenues that they are looking at. But in the midst of the pomp and pageantry, the founding party of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, the Convention People's Party, is raising some reservations about the project. Why the 4th of July? Why not the 1st of July? 1st July was the Republic Day of this country. That is the day that we got our sovereignty. That is the day that the essence for why the man died was very significant. Because the essence is not just to uh, be here saying, uh, remembering the death of a great person. No, 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 no. Osajifo might be lying there, but Osajifo is not an individual. Osajifo is an ideology. Osajifo is an embodiment of who we are as a people, the essence and who we are as a nation. Osajifo is an embodiment for the entire African for the liberation of all people. Osajifu is an embodiment for the vulnerable in the entire universe. And for that reason, we believe that at least it should have been done on the day of the 1st of July, not 4th of July. And for me, let me put it this way, just maybe, just maybe, it was on 4th of July because it was the World Bank that sponsored it. And that is for me is the sad part. While appreciating the gesture, son of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, Onsi Nkrumah, and granddaughter Princess Fatia Nkrumah believes the facelift cannot be an entire representation of the memory and legacy of Osajifo. Uh, I'm a proud of my father, but um, I'm not sure if this is the best um, that can be made of this space. However, we have an MPP government, not a CPP government. That's the best offering that can give us. So um, I just wish it was left only for Kwame Nkrumah, uh, but you know I see that there are other 
names propping up in the park. Uh, no, I mean, he's not the only name here, uh, although he's the main name still, obviously, as, as always, but I can see other names as well. Uh, as I say, I think that's the best offering for MPP, so I'm not complaining, but I wish it would have been done differently. Um, don't ask me how different, because that will be a long story. So for now, let's register that it's a new life for the park, um, I hope uh, we can build on this. Well, I think what has been done here today is a testament of the fact that the Ghanaian people do recognize the work that he has done for us. Now, as far as whether it's enough, we cannot tie the wealth and the worth of his legacy to a mere physical building but I think that it's a huge step in the right direction and it's a huge step towards showing the world how much we appreciate the work that he has done but more than that it also helps future generations young people across the diaspora who do not know much about their history or their culture or about the legacy of Dr. Kwame Nkrumah to be better educated on it. Now as the festive season approaches the government is sweeping up more resources to develop other tourist sites in anticipation for another beyond the return celebration. James Kwesi Aveji, Kwame Nkrumah Memorial Park, Accra. Dr. Sabi Ohene. I'm a psychiatrist of the University of Ghana Medical School. Suicide is the act of deliberately killing oneself. And unfortunately, it is a worldwide problem which we all have to deal with. The WHO estimates that close to 800,000 people commit suicide every year. And although it can occur in virtually all age groups who are old enough to take decisions by themselves, it is the peak, uh, the largest cause of death globally in the age group 15 to 29 years. It is the single largest cause of death in men below 50 years. In Ghana, the suicide rate is not known exactly, but reported cases are more than 370 currently in a year. We must understand that this is probably a gross underestimation for various reasons. 
Suicide is considered a taboo in most Ghanaian cultures and therefore families are very reluctant to talk about it or to accept that family members have died of suicide. There are various risk factors for suicide, including depression. When somebody is suffering from clinical depression, especially when they are feeling hopeless and they are talking of wanting to die, a few things that we also need to bear in mind that apart from these disorders, there are various psychosocial issues that may drive people to suicide. Sometimes poverty, where the person is struggling to make ends meet and nothing seems to work. Or even when they face um, reverses in relationships, uh, some people may actually uh, attempt suicide or successfully commit suicide because of a relationship gone bad. What are some of the things that one can uh, do to prevent suicide? It's really difficult unless you are aware of what the problem is. But when people start talking of wanting to take their lives, we should always take them seriously. Sometimes they say they were only joking, but anybody who talks of suicide perhaps needs to be um, assessed. In Ghana, many people, for cultural and religious reasons, do not like to talk openly about suicidal ideas that they have. They may simply say they are having bad thoughts, but unless they are encouraged to, they would not open up to talk about suicidal ideation. So whenever you hear anybody, especially when they appear depressed, talk about having bad thoughts, try to find out what these thoughts are. And if they express any ideas of wanting to die or wanting to take their lives, it's important that we simply don't tell them to forget it, as some are wont to do, but instead to encourage them to quickly see a doctor. Suicide is a real problem a clear and present danger that we must all be aware of. I'm Elias Yusuf Baba. I am from Dondoli community, a suburb of one municipal in Upper West region of Ghana. I was born in the post-independent era, a distinguished personality a social entrepreneur and Islamic influenza. A politician and a farmer. A 
I think of my life has been directed to helping the mental challenge people in Upper West Region by way of you know impacting their lives, helping and assisting them, bathing them, feeding, clothing, and medicate them through regional psychiatric units. I I almost go around almost every fortnight, bring them together, bath them, feed them, and clothe them. And afterwards, I invite the municipal hospital to come and screen them. Apart from that, I've given almost all of them uh, health insurance. Yet to make sure that when they are sick, I take them to the hospital. My motivation is whenever I ask myself the purpose of my life, that motivated me more to go into this. Because I ask myself, what am I here for? Apart from service to God, what is the other thing that I can do to impact somebody's life? When I ask myself such a question, it gives me more hope to go into such a venture. We have been doing this for almost 17 years. We started as a volunteer group in 2007 and had our formal, formal and legal registration as an NGO in 2010. There are more than 200, 300 people as, you know, because uh, they are not stable. People used to come and go. But at least, as we are speaking now, in one municipal alone, we had about 47 people, 47 registered people. But those people who pass through Bahas Foundation are more than 200 people. News is a very big and a large platform which everybody would like to feature on. And I know it DQ presents Picture this. You're getting together with all your best friends. Now picture all your best friends are actually the delicious ingredients of the new cake batter cookie dough blizzard. That's DQ soft serve, cake batter flavor, confetti cookie dough pieces, and DQ signature sprinkles. Oh, hey, it sounds like you got some pretty sweet friends. And that's worth queuing the confetti. Cookie dough! <laughs> the flavor party isn't going to last forever, so hurry in and get your cake batter fixed today. Only a DQ. Happy tastes good. This thing, inshallah, it will bring hope and it will bring a lot of investors, a, a lot of uh, uh, benevolent uh, investors to come to our aid, you know, to push our initiative for the mental home we are trying to build in Upper West Region. story and growing up is that where we were living it was a netidine madhouse right yeah. the roofing sheets there are holes in it so when it's raining my mom's rice is at one corner uh, the, the bed is at one corner get some saucepans and put it where the water will be dripping because we are rather protecting the rice instead of protecting yes. where you will sleep yes Daughter business that's still acting, yeah, and there's music, yeah, music. Music is part of acting. Forget what can you sing about your high life song. You are the most in Rama Bidu. So I'm not stopping and I won't stop. Okay, unstoppable. Oh, I'm touched. <laughs>
also to the many Ghanaians who, you know, people have uh, uh, varied opinions about so many things. Somebody sits on your show and they talk about maybe somebody is betraying them and all of that. It goes out there. People sometimes attack them. Maybe the other... Um, Some even attack me. You know, and yeah. all of that. And what advice uh, would you... Or what would you want Ghanaians or people who watch your show to understand really about uh, the message that you're trying to put out with uh, the show? Well, my message is simple. The show... We don't air it because we, we want to get attacked or we want to hurt someone's feelings or we want to put someone's business out there. No. Oh. The aim is for us to not repeat whatever act we are in again and to to be careful about life mm. what will be your uh, biggest life um, advice to you know people you've lived life yeah you've you've seen that yeah. you've you've, you're, you're, you've, been there, you've seen been, it all you, you have yeah so uh, to you know keeping something that you think you cherish to yourself. Mm. Yes. Keeping something you think you cherish to yourself. Mm. And and then minding your oh, own business. business. Okay. Yes. But I can't mind my business right now. Yes, sometimes you can't. You can mind someone's business, but you should have a limit. You don't okay. go... That is my personal advice to whoever is watching that. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you cherish something, don't put it out there. Keep it in your corner, try and protect it. Two, mind your business. Sometimes, because crap, but know the limits. Yeah. If you go in too much, you, you, you get into trouble. Mm. But I don't want to mind my business. I want to do business. Okay. <laughs> Which, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, so apart from acting, uh, you're an entrepreneur as right. well. I've seen your, your place. Your water yeah, factory. Yeah, I have two. Please. Oh, you, you do? Yes. So this is like just one yes. that you showed yes. me? Yes. I started one in 2017. It's Stat Ice Mineral Water. It's a joint business. Okay. It's a TAFO in Shiaesu in Kumasi here. I started as 2017, and it's now doing so well. Why? Why? I mean, because if the movies are... Uh, movie, the movies okay, this Spain. is what happened. You know, at some point, we were not being called... We're not being given scripts. Mm. The, the industry was so down. Mm. So I'm like, okay, what can I do? That was when the pure water started. So I had a friend in Sunyai. He's called Fred. Network drinking water. He actually told me that, Amelia, I'm into pure water. Mm. So you can actually come on board. Really? How can I say you can't save some money? get some machines then you know that this is what you have to do so whenever you get money you won't misuse it so lo and behold i bought the machines and everything so then it was left with the factory movies are not coming i'm not getting money so mm -hmm. i got a partner and then together we, we built the, the pure water factory since 2017 to date and it's, and doing, it's doing so well. so well it doesn't really need any adverts for now 
is that Tafuisha is. So, why? He doesn't need adverts because you don't want to use me as the uh, <laughs> ambassador. ambassador. <laughs> I'll use you, don't worry. Of course, my picture is on it and it's all about so, um, yeah. It's doing so well and I want to thank Ghanaians and especially mm. people in Kumasi and its environs because mm. they just accepted Statized Mineral Water. Yeah. yeah. So, in about two years, I'm like, okay, that is around Tafuisha, so the area. Yeah. So let me do something around my house. Yeah. So I got ABI's mineral water. You see, it was yang, and it was me, and you different. And then, I, I, what I don't like is being there idle without doing, doing anything. anything. I always want my mind to be occupied with business. Okay. So I decided to get another branch here, but then with EBI's EB mineral water. water. So that one is a partnered business, and this, and this one is, is for me. Personal. Personal, yes. So because you don't want to um, be idle and not do anything, yes. you ventured, first of all, uh, into um, movies, right? then uh, entrepreneurship, the, the pure water. And, and now you're venturing into... Yes, the pure into water even came in before Kukusikude talk show. Oh, okay, so yeah, there's a talk show. Right. There's a talk show, there's, there's, there's a pure water business, there's still acting, Yeah. and there's music. Yes. Music and ambassadorial dues too. Influence and brands. That one, I mean, you're a superstar. Anybody would want to associate yeah. everybody. But the music, really. Mm. Remember Famico mm -hmm. when when it came out. The bashing, the trolls. Yeah. And uh, uh, well, first of all, Miss it was sad. Yeah. Yeah. You cried. Mm -hmm. But what inspired the decision to go into music? Because you have all these, you know, people don't really get it. People are so confused about Emilia Bobby. Don't be confused. Okay. Music is part of acting. Do a talk show is part of acting. Okay. Miss Beggs, you are a great actress if you don't know. Wow. You just acted. <laughs> so I won't be surprised to see you on a movie set. Why should I, I mean, throw Miss Bex when I see her in movies? Mm. So why should you throw Emilia Bobe? Okay, this is, initially I was crying and my manager was like, Emilia, this is showbiz, you don't get it. You've not done anything wrong. They know Emilia, the actress, they don't know Emilia, the musician. So. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.